You know, one of the things I love most about you, Frank. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I know. I'm sure you've heard it before. So um, my old boss but back in the day, my corporate life, I called him the a-hole whisperer because, mm -hmm. and he loved it. He's like, really? I'm the a-hole whisperer? And mind you, this man doesn't swear, right? So I'm, I'm literally swearing at his face. And I said, yes, because you have this uncanny ability to take angry conversations, really, especially in the tense negotiation parts, and soften everyone up. You, you may not be successful in the negotiations, but at least you take people off the ledge. You know what I mean? Right. From danger zone to not. Can I just tell you, you, you kind of remind me of, you know, the a-hole whisperer. You walked me off the ledge this morning, so I want to say thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're, you know, it's that's uh, interesting. I don't know if my kids or my wife would say uh, that's accurate, but uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, hey, let's just put it this way. If the mic was listening to what I was saying earlier, it would have been a bunch of beeps going across uh, the, the yeah. board this morning. So thank you very much. But you know what? Are you ready to kick off? The mic is listening. I am ready. All right. Let's break you in, Frank. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Mike is Listening Show. My name is Sia, and uh, this week we have a wonderful guest, Mr. Frank Agan, joining us, the founder of M Spirit Connection Business Connections. Frank, welcome. Well, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate. It. I'm looking forward to this. Are you really looking forward to this? I well, I am. I mean, you're 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 like an expert. I mean, whenever I hear about podcasts, I was talking to somebody yesterday about their podcast, and it's like. I need to introduce her to see you. So, um, so I'm going to learn something today. Hopefully I teach some things, but I'm going to learn something too. Well, you know, that's the whole premise of the mic is listening. Like initially when I conceived it, it was, Hey, there's so many podcasters out there. They say 2 million out there. How many are actually in production actively? I would yeah. say the number's less than that, but at the same time, it's, you know, I think you and I have the same philosophies, you know, all ships rise with the tide. And the yep. more we could pro cross promote one another, share each other's voices, stories, value, our own perspective on things, even if your topic is exactly the same. Like, I don't feel like other podcasters are competitors. You know what I mean? I no. feel like we're in a medium that has the opportunity to do some serious ASS kicking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just no. yeah. loving it. So I I'm glad you're here. And um, that's funny that you mentioned that you are interested in learning something today. So I do have a small little segment that is usually what I affectionately call either informational or rant. So today is somewhat um, educational, despite okay. what you heard from me earlier this morning. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and uh, bow out here and um, talk about a little, a little thing here that you may or may not be aware of. Um, but music licensing. So for those that are in podcasting or that want to podcast, I've seen this countless of times in so many message boards is, Hey, how important is it to get the licensing right to use music of other uh, creators into your own podcast? And I'm not going to talk about the legal lease on that. The bottom line is this. My simple advice is if you don't have permission explicitly written by the creator, or you didn't pay for the rights for the licensing, do not use it. Okay. 
because you will get caught, especially for those that are creating video content, YouTube will nab it. And I believe Facebook is going through that for those that I think are experience, uh, experimenting with the Facebook podcast um, release. They are looking at copyright. So make sure that the music that you're using, you have permission to use it. Now, I experienced something this past week, and I'm probably super late to the game. And so it's okay. I figured I'd share it anyway, which is for anyone that's creating content on Canva, if you are a paid subscription member for Canva, you actually have a, a segment there to play music over your you know, templates that you create. And Canva's got other services that they're launching and beta testing right now for video content creation. But I learned a, a new little thing. I used the Canva music for the mic is listening, this exact show. And since I live stream, it goes onto YouTube. Well, I've been doing this podcast for what, 12, 14 weeks now. And two weeks ago, I got a note from the the music people, the actual creators of their music, and they blocked an episode saying, you don't have the rights to use my music. And I was like, this doesn't sound right. So I, I argued it with YouTube and said, no, I got it on Canva. I'm a Canva Pro uh, license. I should have the rights to use this music. And then um, the creators emailed me back and said, thank you for sharing that. Um, can you do make sure that your music um, the email account that's associated with your Canva is the same one that is associated with your YouTube account. And that was a light bulb moment for me because the mic is listening is a, what I affectionately call a vanity project. And uh, so I was using my private email address, my private YouTube channel, if you will. And uh, that's unfortunately not the case. If you are using Canva and you're using a professional email, you need to tie it back to your professional email YouTube account. Crazy, right? And if you do that, you won't have issues with licensing and music licensing. So, uh, Frank, did you know that? Um, you know, years ago, I posted a poem on my blog. I really, I, I won't mention the poem and I'll, you'll understand why, but... I mentioned, uh, I mentioned a poem on my blog. It was on a Friday on a Monday. I had a bill in the mail for $8,000 from an attorney representing the author of the poem. Um, basically saying that was a trademark infringement, blah, blah, blah. And, and there are people out there trolling for those things. And, you know, I got my insurance involved. My insurance covered it. Wow. Um, yeah. But from that point forward, I made sure anything we share, we have the rights to, and it's all buttoned down. And so I didn't know to the extent that you knew, you know, I didn't realize, I knew music certainly was an issue, um, but it makes sense. I only have one email really anyway, so um, I'm generally okay. Well, I don't, I have multiple emails. And so, yeah. and, it, and it's unfortunate because now I have to um, move all that video re-upload it into the new account. So I've lost it. Now, that being said, this show for me is really more of a um, just visibility for LinkedIn. I want to remind people that there is a value in podcasting. Um, the fact that people are listening, I get comments all the time about, you know, either the mic is listening or any of my other weekly productions that I do. Podcasts work. Frank, you've got your podcast, Networking Rx. How's it working for you? Um, you know, it's going well. I get that question all the time. Now, I now what I do want to preface 
saying this. I just recorded episode 412. Wow. So I've been doing it and I have a daily that I've just recorded episode 900. You, you, it's done well. I've, I've made a lot of contacts through it. Um, some of those contacts have, well, many of those contacts have led to things that are, you know, actual money and I don't advertise on there. But one of my franchisees, when you trace it back, it all came back to podcasting. Um, you know, so it's done, it's done well. It's open doors I didn't know existed. But again, I didn't just have a podcast and then it all happened tomorrow. I've been at it for a couple of years. So I think that's the, you talk about 2 million podcasters out there. I think the average number of episodes is like seven, something, you know, something really ridiculously low. Um, well, it's pod fade, right? It's often called yeah. pod fade. And I think that's an important thing to talk about too, because with podcasting in general, I think there's an assumption that there's a, maybe it's the back of your mind. Maybe it's not immediate. Maybe we're pragmatic about it, but I think we all secretly covet and want to be the next Joe Rogan or Dax Shepard, right? Where yeah. you put out a podcast and all of a sudden the whole world discovers you and wants to listen to you. And that's just not reality. Right. No. And, um, and there's an assumption of immediacy of gratification that I think culturally we're me to work through is that you're going to see immediate results from your podcast. And I think that is an unfair assumption to make, but it's a common assumption that people yeah. make. What, how, what has been your experience? 412 episodes. How have you avoided pod fade? Um, you know, I guess I don't even think about it. I don't even think about quitting. You know, the the one minute daily is a lot of work. It's a lot of batched work and I'm recycling episodes now, but you know, I'm kind of on a mission to help people and interviewing people helps them getting their message out there helps others. And so I don't really worry about it too much. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's part of what I do. And I think part of the problem, and it's not just podcasting, right? It's people who are designing apps, you know, all this app or this social, I'm, I'm doing a social media. It's going to be better than LinkedIn. You know, it's going to be bigger than Facebook. And I hear these things all the time. And I, you know, Facebook, we use Facebook as an example. Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg put Facebook together to meet girls. He didn't <laughs> set out to make a billion dollars, right? He, that wasn't, and I think the irony is, is that the people who set out to be the next Joe Rogan or set out to make a billion dollars, they quickly get disenchanted with it and, and they fade. But the people who just have a mission that just serve the mission, right? Just, and, and don't worry about anything else. Um, and that's how I continue to do it. You know, it takes time, you know, it takes time, but it's part of, you know, it's part of contributing to others. So it's. I, I love that the contributing to others. And I think I would like to pivot a little bit to focus on your company and how you and I met. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm outgoing. I love to have conversations and meet people in general, like socially, personally. But when it comes to business, I find myself getting this kind of attitude and I'm breaking out of it as much as I possibly can, but I'm not going to lie to you. Before the pandemic, I was so over going to networking events because mm -hmm. you could see the fakeness of all these people where they just want a glad hand, send a, you know, give you a business card and then 
immediately, how do we work together? What are you going to do for me? And it's like, right. Like, and then, and then quite frankly, because I am a podcaster, it is fairly niche, right? It's not something, you know, everyone needs that, you know, service, if you will, how immediately I was dismissed with the assumption being, you have nothing to value add for me. And, um, and that's disappointing because you're looking at people and you're like, really, that's, that's it. Like, you don't want to get to know who I am. Maybe if I get to know you, I might be inclined to send you referrals. Yeah. Um, so help me understand how and why did you launch this business and, and create such successful networking groups? Cause I joined your networking group and I was so thoroughly impressed. Yeah. And what where C and I met each other is in something I created, um, early in the pandemic called the networking hub. And I just invited in people I knew who were great people to meet each other. Um, and then invite other great people in. But how I got into this whole networking world is I used to be an attorney. I was an attorney, uh, had an MBA, I have a CPA, uh, I worked for a really large accounting firm as a tax consultant, and it was a great job. It was great pay, great clients, great office, great everything except that word taxes. I didn't want to do taxes for the rest of my life, Sia. Um, so I decided to leave and go into private practice. And I tell people that a funny thing happened when, into pri- when I went into private practice. And the funny thing was that nothing happened. I had no idea how to get clients. And I was that bad actor at networking events early in the game, that first couple months. Um, but it wasn't working. And so I had lunch one day with a friend and she said, you to be successful. She was an attorney. She had her own firm. She said, you need to get into a leads group or a tips club. And I really had no idea what she was talking about, but I was introduced to an organization that was very similar to BNI. A lot of people are familiar with BNI out there. It's kind of the granddaddy of, of, of networking groups. And immediately I understood what it was all about. Um, I could, I could raise up my world by helping other people. And just trusting that it was going to come back to me. So I really got involved in that organization. And to make a long story short, I, uh, I had a chance and I bought it. And this was back in the early 2000s. Just made a decision. I was going to stop the practice of law um, and really focus on building these groups. These, they're, they're, again, it's like BNI. They're, you know, meet every week, one per chapter, one per category, so on and so forth. Um, but in doing that, I really became a student of networking and a student of trying to understand why, why some people are really successful with business relationships and other people struggle. And, um, and there's a lot to that. There's, you know, you see people who are, have great 30 second commercials and they've got horrible networks and you, you know, wow, they're really outgoing. I'm so impressed, but they struggle. And um, it's really it's how they treat themselves. It's how they treat others. You know? And I think that right there, how they treat themselves and how they treat others because, and I, I I'm not, I'm not a paid shill everyone. And this is just my personal experience. <laughs> um, my experience with you and the networking group, the way you run it um, was so impressive and the quality and caliber of the people in there um, because it is an invite and I think I asked you this a while back when I first, gosh, I think I joined in September of last year. I think it was, you guys had started a few by then, maybe October. Oh my gosh, it'd be almost a year now. Yeah. Um, where, it, you know, you, not every invite is going to be a great fit for a network group, right? Right. 
And I asked you, how do you, how do you work that through? I mean, do you kick people out or, and your response was interesting was people naturally, if they don't fit in to the giving nature of this organization, get weeded out on their own. It just kind of naturally happens. And, um, I find that really impressive because I can't tell you how many other networking groups I've been in where the takers do not leave. They just keep sitting there, keep scanning, keep looking and keep grabbing attention for themselves. Um, what is it about that group when you first initially started it? Was there some like unwritten rule of like the type of parameter personality types or at that point you said, I trust your judgment. Yeah, no, it was all I trust your judgment because everybody who I invited in, well, we, you know, we, Casey's the one who introduced us. Casey, shout out to Casey Hayton. Um, and, um, you know, I just said from the start, it's, you know, I don't want, I don't want to sit here and try and judge people because who am I to judge? I might say, okay, Sia, you're really not good for this group based on my opinion, but you might be the best person to show in, show up based on somebody else. So I didn't want to really do that, but humans, you know, and this is all, you know, this is all psychology, sociology. We conform to the norm, right? You know, I go to a football game, I'll carry on, I'll cheer at the top of my lungs. I don't do that anywhere else. Most, most people don't. Some people do, right? Some people just carry on like that out in public there at the bar, they carry on. But when you're in a stadium amongst all the people who are doing that, it's a social norm and you conform to the norm. And, and I, that's the beautiful thing about the networking hub is that we've all kind of established this norm where, OK, we're here to help each other. Um, and it's just kind of daisy chain from one person to the next. There might be some takers in there, but they really don't get the opportunity to to really kind of get their hooks in because other people, it just doesn't work. Right. Well, it's, you give what you get, get, you you get what you give. Oh my gosh. Get what you give. Right. I, we understand. (laughs) Hey, look, English is only a first language for me, people. Okay. So, um, (laughs) I will never get idioms right, but they do pop up in my head. You'll just have to puzzle it together. Um, and I think that's what the value of networking in general is. I think as we are in a pandemic world, building these relationships and rapport, like I feel like I know you, Frank. I feel like I know so many people um, in this networking hub and I've never met anyone. I know, isn't it crazy? <laughs> I mean, Casey and hey, shout out to Larry Roberts. Um, I met them for lunch once in Dallas and then I haven't been able to see them again. And it's crazy to me because I feel like I knew them before I even saw them. And that's, that's the connection. I feel like for some, this pandemic has been so difficult to make that human connection, that bond to really grow outside that two dimension. What are your tips that you're seeing for these types of meetings to, to build that connection? Well, you know, I, and I, I'm fond of saying that really the only thing that zoom, we'll just use that term generically, virtual meetings, it solves a lot. I feel like I know you as well, right? The only thing that doesn't solve are two things. One time, right? You're in the central time zone. I'm in the Eastern time zone. That's not bad. I got invited to present at a webinar Monday before last, 7.45 a.m. I forgot to ask your time or my time. I committed to it. There, are, Everything's out. 7.45 a.m. India Standard Time, which started at 10 30 
or 10.45 my time. I'm literally Sunday night at my office doing a webinar. I didn't get out of there until 12.30. So it doesn't solve time. And that can be problematic. Um, I'm a trooper. I did it, whatever. The other thing it doesn't solve is, and this is somewhat comical, I don't know how tall people are, right? You and I will get together. You might be six foot five. I don't know, right? Um, in fact, I had a conversation with somebody and uh, they just have a really big personality. And at one point they were kind of, they were kind of shifting in their seat. And I'm like, what's the matter? It's like, oh, my pillows, you know, I sit on pillows to make myself look taller. Well, how tall are you? I'm five feet tall. I'm like, oh, okay. I would have guessed you were five, eight or five, 10. I don't know. It was a, you know, a woman. Um, so it doesn't solve that, but the other things it does solve. And so I think to, to your question, you know, tricks and tips, and uh, I don't even want to call them, it's, it's human nature. It's getting to know one another. Um, and I like to start every call with a little bit of small talk, you know, where are you from? How's the weather? You know, what's the pandemic like? That's the, that's the common denominator across the world right now, um, which is bad in one sense, but neat in another sense, but to, you know, really get to know people. And, you know, I've got a lot of friends over in India and they've got kids like I've got kids, they care about their kids and, you know, my kid getting off to college and behaving and you know, those are all my concerns too. And so just become relatable and relate to other people. I think that solves most of it, to be honest. I, yeah, no, I think it's forced. And again, full disclosure, my background is in sales. So 20 odd years. And prior to that IT recruiter, it's a very hustle bustle mentality. You're like, got to go, got to get, find the next deal, find the next project, blah, blah, blah. I think this whole situation 2020 has taught us to slow down, slow down yeah. our desire. Yes, you're going to connect with someone, but slow down your conversation, dig deeper and get to know who they are. Like you say, if they've got children, you've got children, you can talk amongst yourselves about children, right? Yeah. Um, if you like rock music or you like, you know, opera, what a great way to, maybe make that connection of like, what right. is it about rock opera that you or opera and rock you like? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you hear about two cellos? They combine bass with metal. Let's have a talk. You know, right. I think it's that moment to smell the roses, not each other. Cause that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, may they never come up with a smell of vision. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine what that would be like? Uh, yeah, it would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously though, is, I don't know if we have mastered the art of conversation. I think that's somewhat lost. And that's why I'm so excited by about podcasting. So mm -hmm. let's talk about podcast RX a little bit more. And um, have you, I mean, what is your, who's your favorite conversation or what is your favorite conversation? You don't have to play favorites, but can you give me a highlight of something that you just said, like light bulb moment, or that you remember fondly about a conversation that, that comes to mind of why you love doing the network R networking RX? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think there's a, you know, there's certainly a couple things. One, uh, someone we know, a lot of people we know together, uh, Berta Medina, she told me a story on the podcast about Margaret Mead, who's a favorite, famous anthropologist. And Margaret Mead was teaching a class and one of the students said, what was the first sign of human civilization? And her answer was a healed femur, the bone that connects the knee to the hip. Um, and she went on to explain that in other animal species, that if somebody, if an animal breaks its femur, it's a death sentence. 
But when they found humans with healed femurs, they knew, and that takes about six weeks for that to heal without medical care, they knew that we were a species that was willing to risk everything to care for one another. Um, and I tell that story all the time. So, you know, you know, there's a notion where you really get to learn about somebody. Uh, another person I interviewed, uh, somebody I've really gotten to know well through this whole thing, Matt Ward, um, is actually a franchisee in the organization. And, you know, being on my podcast led him to learn about me and saying, hey, I want to be a franchisee. But he shared, uh, uh, he shared on the podcast, um, he said, well, I'm the first person in my family. And you think, okay, to go to college, right? That's the normal response. He says to not go to prison. You know, that just kind of stops you in your tracks. And he shares a story that he had this opportunity to go to the Milton Hershey School, Hershey Chocolate. The Hershey Chocolate fortune, all the profits for Hershey's chocolate goes into this school, K through 12, for disadvantaged kids. Um, And again, learning something, but really understanding that I got a pretty good life. You know, I didn't have the problems he had, you know, and so to me, that's inspiring. So it's, you know, people thank me for coming on my podcast. So thanks for having me on your podcast. But I have to thank them too, right? Because I I just pick up all sorts of little things. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of the, the hidden gem of networking. We think of networking as this place to get referrals. And a lot of times it's the information or the inspiration to keep ourselves going that we, we tend, we tend to undervalue. Um, oh, I love it. I love that because you're, you're broadening your perspective. It's yeah. almost like traveling. Like, you know, do you ever get that rush when you like travel outside the country, you experience other cultures, other people, food, language, just the whole vibe all together. I feel I, like what I, you're I, introducing is like, a traveling experience in the networking world. So if you open your mind, if you're relaxed and really listen to the people around you, you can hear and pick up things that maybe some you yourself might want to pick up or may not want to pick up. Let's be honest. (laughs) Well, yeah, we, we, we learn from everybody, either a lesson of what to do or what not to do. Right. Um, So absolutely. Absolutely. So I uh, just want to give you a heads up. Matt Ward is listening, apparently. So good job, oh, Frank. you got yeah. your your crew here. Shout out to you, Matt. No, that is that's so, great. I that's just, ordered his, just ordered his book. Oh, it, what's yeah. the, do you know what the book's name is? We can promote uh, that. Yeah, It's called The High Five Effect. It's, it's pre-ordered. I pre-ordered it. It comes out uh, later this month. Uh, but that's his second book. And uh, we'll be releasing a podcast. Or actually, I think we just released a podcast episode with him. Great guy fantastic professional speaker. Uh, I, you know, I'm not on this payroll. Um, I'm just a fan of Matt Ward. So, you know, you've got quite a few individuals that are book publishers and, uh, not all of them have a podcast. Can I ask you, um, what's the value of podcasting? What has it brought to you? Well, you know, certainly information, meeting people, um, and certainly being connected to other people has brought to me you know, do I sell, you know, I, you know, yeah, fran- I've sold franchises through, I don't set out to sell franchises, but it gets me an opportunity to meet others. And it gives me an opportunity to kind of share, share my story, um, share what I'm about. And the human brain is, is a fascinating thing. And to the extent we can get on people's radar, you know, the brain's kind of limitless. It just holds it there. 
And so what I have to offer is something very unique. And so when somebody comes across an opportunity, it comes my way. And so, you know, the podcast is, is just a means of, you know, getting, getting that message out, um, getting other people's messages out. And when I get people on my podcast, you know, they want to try and for the most part, not everybody, we all run into, you know, people who, where it's kind of a one-way street. Right. Um, and ironically enough, it's the people who have services that just try and promote, get people on podcasts. Those are the, to me, those are the most shallow interviews because it's like, I'm here, I have something to promote. You know, yep. let me get my promotion in and then they're gone out of your life. Whereas, you know, people like, well, Berta or Matt Ward or Lisa Luckett, you know, go down the list, Casey, it's just this ongoing relationship. Um, and, um, you know, we're referring guests back and forth and always trying to help one another. I, I oh, gosh, I absolutely love it. And, and it's almost, if you're not expecting it, it's almost like, I remember the first time I was like, holy smokes, like, like. Casey and Berta and, and Lisa, like those three ladies were the first three I talked to. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, I was like, I don't get overwhelmed very often, but I was kind of like blown away. I was kind of like, whoa, Nelly. Like, and they're like, and I'm going to introduce you to this person and this person and this one. I'm like, well, I don't want to talk to them. I just want to talk to you now. Cause like, I'm blown away with you, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I just love that giving without any expectation of anything in return. But yet, if you're at least me, if you're a decent person, you want to give something in return, but it's not always immediate. And I think that's something to remember with networking in general and podcasting. Let's be honest, just yeah. because you put content out there doesn't necessarily mean it's going to strike gold instantly. It's no. perseverance. It's discipline. It's, it's time yeah. to nurture. Yeah. Well, what people tend to forget is <clears throat> when you put something out there, it's just, well, John Gruden knows this abundantly clear, but it's out there forever. You know, I'll have people who will stumble on a podcast. I'll get an email or it might be a LinkedIn message generally where it's, hey, I just heard your conversation with so-and-so and I would really like to talk or I'd like to have you on my podcast or I'd like to talk to you about this or, or whatever, talk to you about, about Amspirit or whatever it is. And it's like, that podcast was a year ago. Yeah. You know, you... Yeah. Um, which is fine, but it's out there. Oh yeah. I love it. I call it the gift that keeps on giving in the positive sense. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it is evergreen. And that's what they yeah. talk about with uh, content being evergreen. And, um, you know, I just realized I got so excited that we run out of time and I, I thought I had an image of your actual podcast cover art. I think it's in the intro. Uh, long story short, I will do an update and make sure that we get your actual that's cover fine. art on there. But Frank, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. For those that want to get to know you and get a hold of you, learn more about Amspirit, like how can they get a hold of you? You know, the, everybody communicates differently. I have a, a personal website, frankagan.com, which will lead them to my email. It'll lead them to my Facebook. It'll lead them to my LinkedIn. I will communicate people with people on their own terms. I'm partial to email just because I can market and reminders and color coded and all that stuff, but I'm happy to talk to anybody, any one of those ways. Okay. Excellent. And uh, Frank, it is such a pleasure. A, I'm so thrilled. It's been a year. So congratulations to us to get to know each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's been really worthwhile. It's really opened my eyes. You really not going to lie. You pulled me out. Oh, I did make the template. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm gonna have to share it. Okay. Everyone check out networking okay. RX. That's what the logo looks like. Make Thank sure you. you check it out. And again, if there's any questions, issues, by all means, hit up Frank. He's gracious. He's cool. 
And uh, you can't meet another nicer individual that is actually unselfishly giving. And I just love it. So Frank, thanks so much for joining me on the Mike is listening show today. Thank you. Awesome. So I guess I will roll you out, sir. See ya everyone. Bye.